You're listening to Happy Hour Hustle, a bi-weekly podcast featuring the musings and witty remarks of the one and only Kim Bodie. We can promise at least two terrible jokes out of Kim and at least 10 minutes of incredible thought leadership from some amazing and influential guests. So grab a glass of iced red wine and join us for a wild ride. Here's Kim. Welcome everyone to another edition of Happy Hour Hustle. It's pretty exciting. We are doing this podcast for the first time ever through Zoom. So you'll probably hear some cats meowing, dogs barking, and me swearing at random <laughs> intervals because I can't figure out how to do anything digitally. So good, good times. Um, today we're actually going to talk about digital ads versus social isolation. And my guests today are two very special individuals. Uh, we've got Erica, our digital associate, and we've got Ro, our content lead. Um, so the icebreaker we're going to start with, we're going to um, put Rick on the spot. Um, mm. Let's talk about your cat. Yes, my cat that I did not know I was going to have. <laughs> let's, explain how, let's explain how you accidentally got a cat. Yeah, it's something that could only happen to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was the morning of the 18th, 3 a.m. to be exact, and there was like a weird sound outside of my window that woke me up. It was so loud, and I tried to ignore it got louder. So I went and I looked through my blinds and I jumped so high because I was face to face with a cat. And for those of you who don't know me, before this cat, I hated cats. I did not understand them. I still don't understand them. But anyway, um, it was cold and rainy. So I let the cat in, um, ran under my couch. I walked around for an hour thinking I'd lost my mind because I couldn't find the cat. And I thought that I like dreamt it or something. The morning found it. Ro actually came over that day on lunch and they like coaxed her out from underneath the couch and like slowly we started to get to know each other and now we're best friends and I named her Lady. Yes, yes, a very unique name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very creative. <laughs> and you. we're also pretty sure that Lady is pregnant. Yeah, I'm like 90. I don't know much about cat pregnancy, but that's yeah. a big cat getting bigger <laughs> by the day. Okay, Ro, since you're the only one that else has cats. How many kittens do cats have on average? Oh, gosh. Okay, first off, I have two male cats, so I have no idea. Um, I know my cat's litter was four. I hear normally between, like, three and six, but I have no idea. Um, I'm for sure going to get six kittens. I'm definitely getting six. Rick, you're going to set a new record. You're going to wind up with, like, 18 kittens in your house just because you didn't want a cat. <laughs> the worst part is, like, they're not going to be potty trained. So how – or not potty – litter trained, whatever you call they, it. So they're just going to, like, pee and poop all over my apartment. (laughs) They learn. Like, the mom will teach them. You're fine. I've also heard that the cat, like, the mom cat will sometimes eat the runt. Sometimes. I mean, if it's, like, in the wild. (laughs) These are my friends who tell me. I was talking to my friends last night, and they told me this. I was like, what? Is this, like, Jurassic Park? I I feel like probably need to listen to Ro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when in doubt, just ask Ro. Yes. Yeah. Well, now that we've talked about, oh, we should talk about the type. What's that? What is everybody watching? Is it the Tiger King? Ti- Joe Tiger? Yeah. What's it called? The Tiger King? Yeah. So. No, Tiger King. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, it, well, I don't know. I just know that the, somebody named Carol Baskin is in it and everybody really hates her. So <laughs> it's, it's very like morally gray, the whole thing. You guys should watch it if you haven't. I normally don't watch anything. So it's surprising internally here that I actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> But and you liked it. Yeah, kind of. There, It's pretty problematic in a lot of ways, but it's entertaining to have in the background. Apparently, one of the stars is from Lansing, Michigan, and that's where oh. I grew up. And that is like, and I think he's the one that everyone is suspecting that Carol fed 
to her tigers, the one they like reopened the case. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that's the least surprising thing I've ever heard that he's from Lansing, Michigan. You just totally spoiled it for everyone. No, it's like episode three. It's not a spoiler. And they reopened the case. So (laughs) it's everywhere. I've not watched a single episode. (laughs) I just know. All right, let's get to the the whole reason we're having this podcast. Um, so this was kind of my idea because when everything happened with, or everything is that's currently happening in our world, I'm trying not to say it because I don't want to, but um, we had several clients that um, were in a unique position to be able to help. <clears throat> whether that was based off of the type of manufacturing they did, um, whether that was based off of, um, you know, the industry, whether it was logistics, supply chain, foreign trade zone, that kind of stuff. And so what we, we found was the best way, it, which, I mean, should not be a surprise, the best way to get information out there was really to be able to, was to launch a digital campaign around their capabilities, specifically targeted towards companies or even countries that they could potentially help. So I want to talk about digital ads right now um, because there tends to be, when something like this happens or the economy or we enter a recession, one of the first things I feel like people tend to cut is marketing. Um, And one of the last things to come back on is often marketing. And while I understand that rationale, I do want to caution people um, from doing something like that. If you need to scale things back, sure. But you cannot just completely forget your marketing during whatever time we're going through and then expect to pick it up in another two months or even weeks. You've lost so much in that time because you weren't continuing to be visible. You weren't managing your, your online presence. Um, and it can, it, it can be something that's very difficult to come back from. So we've been watching, like I said, can you hear the dogs are like wrestling in the background? That's yeah. fantastic. Thanks. Phoebe, stop it. It's fine. Um, so, uh, I mean, we are in social isolation right now and this is what's happening. You've got a pregnant cat. I've got two little dogs that are wrestling and trying to hump each other right next to me. So (laughs) it's just completely normal. Um, so I want to start with you, Ro, um, and then we'll move on to Rick. Uh, when we say digital ads, what are we referring to? So digital ads can be a whole bunch of stuff and it's it really depends on who you're trying to reach and what you do in terms of which one you use but that can encompass like google search ads google display uh which means the entire display network so like youtube and all that good stuff um it can talk about facebook ads which also are instagram ads uh linkedin twitter i love the dogs punctuating it's very good i mean Um, you're making some very good points and phoebe wants you to know that (laughs) thank you phoebe i appreciate (laughs) it Mm -hmm. Um, just pretty much all those things, any sort of remarketing or any reaching ad that is on a digital platform. So talking about digital and one of the the statistics that I read the other day, um, I mean, we all have these trackers on our phones that say how much, how much time we've been on it. Do you guys remember your last report and how many hours it said you had been on it? I don't even look at mine. I can pull it up, but I'm not sure I want to see it. I get a notification and it's disgusting. Yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, this is not a shaming podcast. (laughs) Um, We are in digital. Uh, I will say uh, one of the statistics I read that um, came up from HubSpot, um, Americans spend nearly 12 hours a day just on media. And I can tell you my screen time report was probably about nine or 10 hours um, just the other day. And that is going to be even more with all of us sitting at home, um, not having to go to networking events, you know, all of this other stuff. 
the majority of what we're doing is spending time on our phones, on our social networks. So I want to talk a little bit about the different options under digital ads. Um, we talked a little bit, you know, there's Facebook and Instagram, Google, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, we are running campaigns right now um, on, you know, well, I guess talk a little bit about some of the campaigns and how there can be overlap. Like one of the, our, our, our companies or one of our clients were running LinkedIn ads. So talk about how that's a little bit different than Google ads, Rick. Yeah. So I think it kind of depends on how you want to target your ads because each platform has is stronger than the other platforms in terms of targeting. So for Facebook, you can create these lookalike audiences. If you have a customer list of different emails, you can basically upload that and target people who are super similar to that list, which is really awesome if you have a known list of contacts that are um, highly qualified leads. On Google, I would say that Google remarketing ads are, that's probably the most powerful form of an ad you can use on Google, but the hiccup there is that you have to have a certain amount of visitors that go to your website every day. I think it's 100. Um, but those are really powerful because basically people who visit your website, you can remarket to them, get that message back out in front of them and bring them onto your website. And the more touch points people have with your brand, the more likely they are to convert. LinkedIn is awesome because you can get super specific on the targeting in terms of what companies you want to target. <laughs> you can literally enter in a specific company name and it will target people who work at that company or people who are associated with that company. So that's super helpful. Twitter is actually a, the platform I'm the least familiar with, but I do know that it's really great if you have a highly engaged following. Um, you can target people who engage most with your posts or people who engage with posts similar to yours. So if you know all of those different things about your audience or what platform they live on the most, you can kind of figure out the best way to approach your strategy from that standpoint. Would you say the most successful ones, sorry, Roy, I saw, your, saw you raise your hand. Um, would you say the most successful campaigns are those that, that integrate a couple different of those, or those different platforms? So not just one, but say maybe it's LinkedIn plus Google ads, maybe also like Facebook. Um, talk a little bit to that, Roe, and then I know you had something to add to what Rick was saying. Sure. I was just going to say, um, when we're talking about ads here and social platforms, we're talking about Facebook um, because Facebook and Instagram are run through the same platform. So if you run yes. Facebook ads, a lot of the times you can just click a little button and they'll show up on Instagram too. Um, so you probably won't hear us mention Instagram because of that. But yeah, uh, running one of those platforms is okay if you know for a fact that your people are only on that platform, which nobody is. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of clients who will run Google ads and LinkedIn ads um, because Google search ads specifically focus on people who are searching for either your industry or keywords that you pick or things like that. Like they have an intent to find you where a lot of these other ads like social ads are really great for people who are just browsing social media and they might not be actively looking for you or might not know that they need your services until they see you on a sidebar and go, Oh, Hey, that applies to me. Um, I mean, we've all seen an ad somewhere on social media where we know it's an ad, but we click it anyway because we're just so enticed by it. And then you get followed around by it. So that's exactly like followed in a good way. Like it, it tailors to your interest. It's not just miscellaneous noise. Um, so running one for intent and then one for just general otherwise capturing is really, really useful. Um, especially if you do both of those in hand in hand with remarketing. So if somebody's come to your site or engaged with you and then kind of left, you can reach them again. Um, cause you know that they are probably more likely to want to engage with you. Um, yeah. 
a whole combination. It's so integrated. One of the other things that I think is important to note too is um, we don't just create an ad, like one ad, same messaging, same, same, you know, creative, and then just plaster it all over, you know, the, <laughs> the different, the, um, you know, different advertising platforms. We are very specific about how we're targeted, who the audience is, what is the messaging we need to use, and then we do a lot of testing. So talk a little bit about that row in terms of like how the messaging maybe needs to either be, uh, well, why it needs to be targeted um, and why it's important to test out different messaging and different graphics. Sure. Um, when you are on LinkedIn, for example, you're in a much different headspace than when you're on Facebook. So people go on Facebook to see what's going on uh, with their family members or they just want to look at some, I don't know, pictures or something. Cats, really, probably. Yeah, yeah cats. Um, LinkedIn, people are there for professional reasons. So if you write the same lifestyle kind of ad for Facebook and stick it on LinkedIn, it's not going to perform as well because people just aren't looking for that content. Um, so everything that we make, even though those two platforms are really similar in how their ads are actually set up, have to be completely different in how we approach it just because it, it needs to resonate with the people that are seeing it at the point that they're seeing it. That same person might be interested in your ad on Facebook, but only when they are on Facebook are they in that mindset to read that message. Um, and then with creative, we A-B test things a lot because they sometimes photos act in very weird ways when it comes to ads. Like you can do a lot of strategizing, you can do a lot of like theory behind things um, to have an educated guess, but you never know for sure what's going to perform best until you test it. So we A-B test, which means you take the same copy and the same everything and then just switch out the creative and see which one performs better um, or keep the same creative and switch out the copy and see what performs better and then tailor them based off of that to see what people are actually engaging with as opposed to what you theoretically thought they would engage with. Sometimes you're surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I like to compare, like how you said, you can't have the same graphics on like say Facebook and LinkedIn. It's like when somebody has a LinkedIn profile photo and it's them and they're like significant other and I'm like, not the, no, not the right platform. <laughs> Absolutely wrong. Or like you, uh, their kid. I mean, I'd probably be more understanding if it was a picture of their dog. At least that would be funny, but no. Um, okay, Erica, what makes a successful digital campaign? I think we kind of said it already, but it's knowing your audience um, and then also having a really clear goal from the start. So when you're creating your digital campaigns, you have to set a goal when you're building the campaign. So while you're planning out what you want to do and what you want to get out of this, it's really important to be super clear about what your goal is, whether it's reaching people and you run, want to run like an awareness campaign, if you want conversions, if you just want clicks to a landing page, um, that's super, super important for reporting reasons because that's really going to tell you whether or not your campaign was successful. Um, and then also knowing your audience because that shapes everything. That shapes your targeting, what platform you want to use, um, what way you want to lean for creative direction, how you want to shape your copy. Yeah, those are the top two. Um, and talking a little bit about conversions before we kind of do a dive into um, how how digital is really working right now within social isolation. Um, let's talk about conversions. How are conversions defined, Ro? So conversions are whenever a um, sorry, whenever a user takes an action that you want them to take. So that can be a whole bunch of different things. That can be filling out a form. That can be signing up for your newsletter. That can be just downloading something, um, be liking your page. It just depends on what you are searching for. Uh, conversions 
can be tracked through these different platforms in different ways and you can set up custom conversions. So if you want somebody to view a specific page after viewing a page before it and to count that as a conversion for whatever reason, you can do that. Um, it's super, super customizable and we really tailor those based off of what our client's goals are because not every client wants the same thing. We have one client who's really big about just keeping their name in the forefront of people's minds, but they don't want to drive new business. So we're not going to put conversions for them based off of request to quotes. Um, that's not what they're looking for. We don't want to be encouraging that. We don't want to be tailoring our data to that. So we're going to be looking at something more like how many people have viewed this or shared it. Um, whereas if somebody wants to drive conversions, obviously we're going to be looking at um, request of quotes. We're going to be looking at any sort of leads like that. Sorry, not drive conversions, drive, drive leads. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I totally understand. I'm sure everybody <laughs> does too. Okay, so <clears throat> now that we basically covered, you know, just kind of like the introduction to digital, I want to talk a little bit now about how businesses can be taking advantage of the digital space. Um, I'll start with Ro and then I'll run to Rick. Um, how are some businesses, whether you're essential or non-essential? Because I think that's important too. We're seeing a lot of non-essential businesses that are cutting back. Um, we had one client that actually did that and then they actually turned around and came back to us and said, I can't disappear during this time. Um, it's going to be way too much work for me to get back where I was prior to, you know, um, the, the executive order to close down then, you know, if, if I'm not doing anything. Um, so how can businesses right now be using digital, um, to get ahead or to ensure that like when they can hit, when we do open back up as a society, they can hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, like you said, that really is based off of whether or not they've been deemed essential or non-essential. And I hate those terms because I feel like everybody is obviously essential, but yeah. it's, it's what the government's using. So it's what I'm going to use, um, for businesses that have been deemed as essential, they are looking at ridiculous demands um, in terms of their services at really, really high capacity um, functioning. So digital ads are great for recruitment or for trying to find collaborations um, or for trying to help out. So if they do have open capacity and they are capable of helping out and they know that there are other businesses that need assistance, running ads that say, hey, we can step in and fill uh, this gap for you is exactly the sort of thing that they should be using right now. Um, and then for people who have been for businesses who've been deemed quote unquote non-essential. Um, for a lot of them, it's keeping them at the forefront of people's minds. So people are going to be shoved in our houses for who knows how long at this point. Um, and when we come out, we need to remember what we were, like what brands we wanted to engage with before all this happened. If you disappear, people wonder, hey, is that company even still open? Because we know there's gonna be a lot of small businesses that unfortunately from the fallout of this aren't going to be able to open again. Um, there's a few in my hometown where I'm living now that um, are not going to be able to, and it's a sad truth. But if you keep running things that say, hey, we're here, that reminds people that you're an option. And for some businesses who can sell things like gift cards, but not, might not be able to do services right now, that's a source of revenue, even when you're not open. So running things like driving those sorts of online conversions for, hey, go ahead and buy a gift card for us and come see us once you're out, that can be a source of revenue even if the doors aren't physically open. And I think too, like 
I'll give two examples of um, essential and then not essential. And also, yes, we've already stated this, but we, we hate those terms. Yeah. Um, so say a salon or spa, obviously, you know, that's considered a non-essential business. Well, to your point, they could be launching a digital campaign right now that's driving gift card sales. Um, they could also be running certain promotions um, for when they do open back up. Um, they could be doing buy one, get one. So there's ways for them to be driving revenue right now, even though their doors are not physically open. And that's a really, really big advantage of the digital space. Um, don't stop utilizing your social media. Don't stop engaging with your audience. Right now, they are more in tune than they ever have been before because they literally have nothing else to do. Um, when it comes to essential businesses, we have a company that's a med device manufacturer. They are capturing business from overseas right now because we've launched digital campaigns to help these countries that cannot fulfill these orders because they are literally completely shut down or everyone is honestly in the hospital system right now. So they're, they're able to capture business from whether it's from Italy or whether it's from China. So there's a huge opportunity for them there. And now keep in mind, they are an essential business, so they, they're able to keep the bare minimum number of staff on site for quality and to work within like their um, within their produ production facility. But so this is an opportunity for them to be also helping, you know, to supply our healthcare industry, um, who which is desperately in need of supplies. So those are just two examples of campaigns that um, a could be run or are being run. Um, I think there are some things that we need to consider too when we're talking about um, COVID-19 and running a digital ad campaign around it. I do want to say that you do need to be very sensitive around your messaging. Please don't use this to take advantage of you know, a pandemic. Um, our companies that we've launched digital ads for, digital ad campaigns for, it's been specifically so they could help. Um, and essential, you know, non-essential businesses it's so they can actually be able to open their doors again. Um, now, there are some things to keep in mind when you are running campaigns. And um, Rick, we talked about this, I think, earlier in the week. Uh, Google is really cutting down or is really being very... Um, I don't know how to say it, but very diligent about uh, reviewing these campaigns. So talk mm -hmm. a little bit about what people need to keep in mind when they when they're talking or when they're thinking about launching a digital campaign. Yeah. So when you're structuring your messaging and when you're selecting your keywords, I think it's not only Google now. I'm pretty sure it's every platform has totally disallowed the use of COVID, COVID-19 or coronavirus. And I think that kind of shattered a lot of people's campaigns because obviously everyone is searching it right now. So if you're building your message around that, I would, I mean, you have to stay away from it. They're, it'll just totally nix it. It won't even let your campaign run. Um, and instead think about what your business offers and how people might be able to utilize that right now and search for keywords based around that. So I'm trying to think of a good example. Um, we were talking about manufacturing. So if you can think of local keywords, those are a lot easier for your client to rank for. Something you want to be monitoring in your campaigns is the cost per click. So if that gets super, super high, it means that your keyword is too competitive. And if you use words similar to, um, I mean, you can't use COVID-19, but things that are very, if you use something like manufacturing, people are searching that. It probably has like thousands of searches per day. So you're going to be paying way more money to rank for that keyword. And it's probably going to get pushed to the bottom of the page anyway. So instead, choose more localized terms, get a little bit more specific. And even though the search volume might be lower, you're actually... <laughs> you're going to so see... We're going to get through a podcast without barking? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, no, so also, I think, Ro, you had something to add. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, Rick uh, was mentioning that we can't use terms like COVID, COVID-19, coronavirus as keywords, um, but that doesn't mean that you can't use it in your messaging. So if you're trying to help out specifically during this time, you can say like, hey, we can help fight COVID-19 in this way. Um, as long as that's true, <laughs> like we were saying, don't try to like profit off of it, but you just can't even include those terms in your copy. You just can't include them in your keywords right now. That might change depending on how people uh, adjust to this, but at, at present, those are allowed. Is there anything else um, you guys want to add as it relates to this kind of stuff? I think, um, you know, I want to say kudos to, to our team um, because when this started to happen, we realized that we needed to come up with ways our, uh, whether it, you were a non-essential business and we needed to find alternate revenue streams for you or whether we needed to make sure our essential businesses were staying busy and were capturing, um, you know, the work we're capturing the essential work. God, let's see how many times I can say that word in this podcast. <laughs> um, but we're capturing the work that they needed to obviously stay busy, but then also help, like you know, combat what's happening right now. Um, so, you know, one of the things I was going to ask is who should be running ads, and I just feel like I, everyone should be right now. Mm -hmm. um, there's ways for you to stand out. It's one of the reasons we exist. It's one of the reasons you don't get rid of your marketing company. Um, we are in these these ad campaigns every single day. You you guys are in there tweaking them, uh, reviewing, expanding audiences, uh, pulling, you know, or dialing back the audience, whatever it is. And I think that's what's so important too. This is a very time intensive thing. Um, it's not just set it and forget it. It's we we set them up, we look at them, we review, we adapt, we analyze, and then we do it over and over and over and over again. And when I say we, I mean you guys, but you, I'm part of the team, so it's fine. <laughs> we. <laughs> Um, so, uh, what would be your last parting bit of wisdom? Um, we'll start with you, Rick, in, uh, when you're talking about, uh, digital campaigns and especially right now, uh, you know, running, running them. Yeah. I just wouldn't underestimate it. I think a lot of people, when everything kind of started to pop off instantly cut digital or just started to kind of push out their marketing efforts and their marketing agencies, um, definitely don't underestimate it right now. Like we've been saying, everyone's on their phones. Everyone's screen time is up. You don't have to put a lot of money behind ads if you don't want to. You kind of get to set your budget. Um, if anything at all, just run an awareness campaign with some imagery, um, your branding on it. Just keep your name out there and don't be quiet. Love it. Ro? Um, I know that there's, for people who have run digital ads in the past and didn't see great success from them, I know that sometimes people are hesitant to do so again. Um, we've heard people or clients come and say, digital doesn't work for me. In those instances, most of the time, it's just a misunderstanding of how to either set up the ads or who you're targeting to or what your message is. It's like saying that communication doesn't work for you. This is just another mode of communication. So if you have tried digital ads in the past and they did not work for you, go like I would totally encourage you to try it again and to really sit down and to think about who you're targeting and what your message is and how you can help um, because right now it's so essential that you get that message out there even if it's failed you or like not done what you expected in the past that might not be a failing of the platform um, it just might mean that you have to approach things a little bit differently this time around yeah and you you have to get creative and you have to get innovative in times like these and um, I don't know who said this. I keep quoting it like it's mine, but crisis breeds creativity and also opportunity comes out of crisis. And that is why we are here to help. 
Um, so before we sign off, uh, we want to do a rapid fire. So it's going to go row, Rick, row, Rick, row, Rick. Did you catch that? All right. Yeah. Row, you're going to start. So okay. I'll ask the first question. And then the next question you answer, Rick, I just want to make sure you're the one that's going to mess this up. So I just yes. want to <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Row, what's your go-to show to have on in the background? Um, uh, British Bake Off. Ooh, nice. Uh, what was the last show you watched on Netflix? The Stranger. The Stranger. Best snack to have while binge watching? Uh, Oreo Thins, the pistachio kind. Ew. Um, <laughs> sorry, my commentary is not necessary. <laughs> it's so good. What, what show isn't on Netflix that you want them to add? Drake and Josh. Oh my I'm going to say friends, like put friends back on. Oh, we don't need it in times like this, but that's okay. The years was a great answer too for a 12 year old. Um, <laughs> what, what show needs a new season ASAP? Bro. Can I also say British Bake Off? <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. Um, ooh, lights on or off while watching a movie? Off. Why? Right? You ever, yeah. Uh, subtitles, love them or hate them? Depends. Depends on the situation. I mean, if it's not in our language, then probably. Well, yeah. Like yeah. Uh, what movie always brightens your day? The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Love it. Uh, recommend one underappreciated show for people to check out, Ro. I think it's hilarious that we ended on this one with you. Uh, I'm going to say Chef's Table. It's on Netflix, and they're really inspiring. Well, all right, guys, that uh, that wraps up this episode. Our very first Zoom podcast. Dogs barking in the background, cats running around, like swearing because I can't figure out how to get my sound to work. It's it's going to be great. This is going to turn out <laughs> awesome. I do want to say, please head to our website for more information, a34design.com. We are, we, are, we are writing a lot of content right now. We're trying to get as many resources out as we can help. I definitely encourage you to check out our, our YouTube channel, um, 8, 834 as well. Uh, we are sharing businesses that are doing great things in the community, um, inspirational me messages from community members. Um, and I really do think like times like these are really going to define us as companies, as individuals, and we are all going to come out of this. Okay. We're all going to be fine with that. Rick and Row, you've officially been hustled and, uh, till next time we'll see you on the download.